Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Tony! Jeffrey! Oh, Sherry. Sherry with her marrying and her honeymooning. She has left us to our own devices yet again. And for the record, Sherry, we know you're listening. And I see you with your strawberry and blueberry pancakes out there. So, mm -hmm. and the jellyfish stings. So much happening. Yeah, that too. So, congrats. We guess, I guess, congrats to you. We love you. And while we're not having strawberry or blueberry pancakes, we did get to speak to the iconic Michael Bolton. Oh. First of all, celebrity dating game, Tony, like, so, so wild. So good. So good. Yes. But also, like, recorded the OG pop version of Go the Distance. And he has way more stories about that than I thought. I thought that was going to be like a 10 seconds of our interview. And we did deep cuts with that. I definitely think we need a part two with Michael Bolton. I'm on board. So what'd you, what have you been up to? Did you have a good fourth? I did have a good fourth. I was here in New York enjoying Fourth of July weekend. And I was really living out of Disney Plus actually mm. this weekend. So I'm fully caught up on High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes. I'm fully invested. I must know what happens to everyone. Yeah. So we'll leave it there. Okay. But of course, Loki waiting for the next episode. Mm. Thoughts, Jeffrey? Yeah, my brain, I posted it on, on social. And actually, by the time this comes out, there will be a new episode <laughs> drop. So my brain literally shut down after watching the last one. So I'm very, I can't believe there's only two episodes left. Uh, insane. And you? During the entire credit rolls, I was still in shock. So yep. totally. Super. And speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Widow, I've actually may have watched it twice already. Oh. Blew my mind was so great. And well, it is not spoilery to say that I hope everyone is up to date on various and sundried Disney Plus series because you can obviously always enjoy a Marvel movie without knowing anything about it because that is the brilliance of a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. For anyone looking for a quick Marvel Cinematic Universe primer, Assembled is a very good disney plus item to watch yes. as well. people will still get the full enjoyment as they would out of any good marvel cinematic universe movie which are all of them it's amazing it is fantastic i believe there will be an added level of joy for those who are up to date on the disney plus series that's that's all i'm going to say and and maybe next week we may be breaking it down a little bit more with the architect himself and that's Ooh. that's again the tease what a tease indeed Yes, yes. Um, and then also, you know, I talk way too much about my fantastic, fabulous niece, Dylan, on the show. But, you know, <laughs> she she keeps me young. That's what I tell myself. But I just gave her, our friends at Disney Publishing just released a new book, Nightmare Before Christmas, 13 Days of Christmas. It is super tied in for those of you who've been able to enjoy Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland. The Imagineers behind it, Stephen Davidson and Carolyn Gardner. It's their text. It is Jared Mariama's beautiful, beautiful artwork. I hope I did not mangle his name because it is his artwork is insanely incredible. A anyway, yeah, my niece loved it, but I feel like I appreciated it on a whole different level. So 
There you go. Love it. Love you, Dylan. Shout out. Woo. So what's what's up in the news, Tony? Hit us, start us off. I will start us off. Calling all skippers. This is fun. Ahoy. Jungle Cruise offered up not one, but two dueling trailers from co-stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson and, of course, Emily Blunt. I'm not mm. going to give anything away, but you got to love the friendly competition and jabs these two have together. Both that. trailers reveal more of the plot and what we have to look forward to. If you didn't get a chance to watch, you can catch both at d23.com. If you heard of it and mark those calendars, Disney Jungle Cruise will release simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus with premier access on Friday, July 30th. Yes. I love their senses of humor. They clearly are such good friends. I love that, like the way they make jabs at each other. I was literally cackling at both intros <laughs> by myself in my room. So yeah, it's really awesome. That's, that's a good trailer. Yep. Also coming up pretty soon, we talked earlier this year about the Ultimate Princess Celebration and how there's going to be a special on Disney Channel that will um, eventually make its way to Disney Plus soon after. It has now officially been announced. Disney Princess Remixed, an Ultimate Princess Celebration will premiere Friday, August 27th on Disney Channel. And I mean, there's a lot of incredible Disney Channel talent there, but two of our pals, Frankie Rodriguez and Julia Lester from High School Musical, the musical, the series, along with their co-star Dara Renee, as well as other Disney Channel stars, Isabella Rose, Ruth Rigi, and Sophia Hammonds. It's going to be very, very cool. They're singing some of my favorite. I can't, I can't speak to the whole world there, but some of my favorite songs from films like Beauty and the Beast, Princess and the Frog, Little Mermaid, and it is where Brandy will debut her music video for Starting Now, which is the anthem, of course, to the Ultimate Princess Celebration. So don't miss that. Uh, it's happening. Love it, love it. Well, from princesses to explorers, Nat Geo this week announced the launch of a special limited run series of on-demand experiences called National Geographic Live Explorer Academy Adventures led by real-life Nat Geo Explorers. Super cool. So each week, they'll include missions where kids will conduct experiments and complete challenges. The full slate and program is available at natgeolive.com slash academy. And you can view on-demand uh, adventures from now through December 31st. So really cool. Mm, very, very cool. And coming up even sooner, Coco, one of my favorite Disney and Pixar films, is making its way into one of my favorite Disney Parks attractions, Mickey's PhilharMagic. They're taking the musical number Impoco Loco, which obviously it's a scene-stealing moment in the show, and they are incorporating it within all of the already existing fantastic scenes and musical numbers in that film. Cannot wait to see that. It debuts on July 17th at Disney California Adventure and Disneyland Paris, and it will be coming to Magic Kingdom later this year for Walt Disney World Resort's 50th anniversary. Love that. Did you see the renders with Donald for this one? I did. I did. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm already laughing. So oh, can't uh, wait to see that. Amazing. Well, this is super exciting. Coming from my hometown of the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Run Disney announced that racing will return to the resort this fall. Woohoo! happening. I love all these return dates. It's super exciting. The Run Disney 2021 through 2022 race season will include four events, the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon, the Walt Disney World Marathon, the Disney Princess Half Marathon, and Run Disney Springtime Sunrise. Virtual races and sunrise yoga 
is awesome, are also among other events being added. And you can get all this information at rundisney.com. Very, very fun. I have a lot of friends who are into the races. I prefer to cheer them on <laughs> from my bed as I'm sleeping in. Okay. I was, um, was going to say, I'll make signs, but <laughs> Jeffrey is like, I'll support from my bed. <laughs> I will dream about them. Next, I was really blown away when I saw this incredible, uh, I guess, trailer sneak peek. Um, Star Wars Visions is coming to Disney Plus in September. They just announced it at the Anime Expo Light. So seven Japanese anime studios are bringing their brilliance, we're going to say, to these animated short films from Lucasfilm. And one of the great things that I learned, and I guess I probably had known that but had forgotten because I'm Dory, that... A lot of George Lucas's original inspirations were taken from anime. So to have that sort of been put back through the filter of anime, the artwork is just beautiful. So you can definitely catch the trailer on StarWars.com. It is very beautiful, and I can't wait to watch the shorts when they debut on September 22nd. But Tony, you know what time it is? Um, Lunchtime? I mean, I am a little peckish, but... It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For full details and complete listings, visit D23.com. Now, without Sherry, Jeffrey's kicking it off. All right, well, new to the Disney Plus library on July 9th is Flicka, which is a a modern-day retelling of the Flicka story, which was uh, based on a, a book that I'm pretty sure I read when uh, long before you were born, Tony. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Friday, July 9th, Flicka. Love that. Well, next up, a brand new episode of High School Musical, The Musical, The Series debuts on Woo! Disney Plus Friday, July 9th. And as I said earlier, I must know what happens next to literally every character in the storyline. So this is my pick mm-hmm. for the weekend. Very excited. Well, and Gina gets stranded at an airport. So I'm pretty sure that we are in for hijinks and 100% musical numbers. <laughs> okay. So I have been assured by the D23 team that this is family friendly viewing, though the name is a little scary for me. On Friday, July 9th, also on Disney Plus, is the premiere of World's Most Dangerous Shark. Two teams of experts, they will dive into the world of the oceanic white tip to reveal what makes this species a contender to the great white for the title of world's most dangerous shark 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 shark. that's all i got that was incredible (laughs) and if you're you're not already tuned in for shark fest on that geo with chris hemsworth i don't know what you are doing so get in on that but next sports Saturday, July 10th, everybody at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Our pal Anthony Mackie hosts the 2021 ESPYs. Really excited for this one. And really any post-COVID era award show, the ESPYs recognizes major achievements in sports. And it's being broadcast live from the rooftop at Pier 17 here in New York City. So quite the location for quite the event this weekend. Mm. And he was a great interview. If you've not heard our chat with Anthony Mackie, he is a incredible incredible guy Mm. Uh, well coming up on saturday july 10th it is the 40th anniversary of the fox and the hound which is insane because i'm only 30 (sighs) and i know i saw it in the theaters 
But if you do not know the story of a baby fox and a young hunting dog, Copper and, and Todd, and I like, I'm going to cry just. I'm already crying. Talking about <laughs> it. Disney legend Kurt Russell. There's so much to love. And yeah. Okay. So but watch it. Watch it Amen. with your Kleenex and with a loved one. On to today's guest, who is a music icon. For Disney, he recorded the pop version of the classic Go the Distance. He also starred on Fresh Off the Boat. Now, along with Zoe Deschanel, he hosts the hilarious celebrity dating game on ABC. Please welcome to the show two time Grammy Award winner, Michael Bolton. Woohoo! <sighs> Just testing my breath. I like that. He brings his own sound effects, which I love. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you. But let's take it back. So uh, Go the Distance, iconic song. How were you approached to do that? I remember the conversation. It was Donnie Einer, the president of Columbia Records, who I was signed with for 20-something years. And Donnie said he had a conversation that was really interesting and wanted to talk to me about it. And that um, Disney was making this kind of breakthrough in animation, Hercules. So I said, let me just hit the gym for a couple of years and I'll be ready for that. <laughs> and he said, no, we just want you to actually sing. So I said, okay, no, I'm, I heard the song and I said, I, I'd love to do this. And Walter Afanasyev um, mm -hmm. produced it with me. It just came together so perfectly. Also, it was, there was such a commitment around the film that I had never seen in the music business. Uh, I've had songs in movies before, but I've never seen anything like the machine kick in mm. to promote and market this movie. So it was really fun to be just a part of it and learn from it as well. It was a great experience, a great musical experience. I love the song. It, it's an important song to a lot of people. We get requests for it in Asia. It's like, it's used as a motivator before long meetings, it's the funniest thing, the kind of life it's had. But people have a place in their hearts for it or in their life experience for it. So I'm, I'm so glad Disney said, yes, let's, let's bring Bolton in. You mentioned uh, you, you got to listen to it. I mean, written by the iconic Alan Menken. What was that like? What did you think when you first heard that song? And David Zippel was the co-writer. I loved it because I had a sense of where we could go with the arrangement when I was hearing them play it. There was something I didn't expect, which was the freedom to arrange it the way we would arrange any record in the studio. They said, just do your thing. So this is Alan Menken giving you a like free run of the studio, basically just do your thing. And we turned out using about 78 tracks of samples orchestra samples, flutes, clarinets, all horns, all percussion, a str giant, enormous string section. Then on top of that, we put a, about a 60 piece orchestra on in New York City on top of the samples. And Mick Kozowski, one of the most successful mixers in the business was mixing it. I walked in the studio and said, how's it coming? He said, I think this is the greatest sounding record I've ever made. And I said, this is a good sign because he's made a lot of great records. And so it was so powerful and so great to do. And so I'm so glad it's part of my history. I was invited into 
this global history of Disney and all the music and Alan Menken's genius. And everybody was a pleasure to work with. And then it got nominated for an Oscar. So I got to perform it on the Oscars. Now that I think of it, it was a pretty surreal experience. And I got to see what happens when a record label really gets behind something. And that kind of made me compare everybody else. And it was it's tough to compare. Mm. But it was a great, great experience. Love that. Of course, Go the Distance comes from the 1997 animated feature film Hercules. I'm always curious about these when it's attached to a feature film. Did you get to see the movie before you recorded the single? How does that work? I don't know if it was ready to before I record, we recorded the song. And I was working on an entire album at the time. Hmm. I remember seeing it sitting in the theater. I, I was like a little kid just watching a film for, for kids and families, basically. The color seemed to be something I had never seen from Disney before. And I understand they're doing something new that was like a breakthrough. And it just felt so promising the entire time I worked with them. And then I realized this, this song is resonating with people beyond the beauty of the music and the melody and the theme. The lyrics uh, are really hitting home with a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. But going the distance has been a, a, a very important theme in my life and my career because I was signed when I was 16 years old to Epic Records but I didn't have a hit till I was 34. So to do the math for you, that's 18 years. Wow. 18 year trek up a mountain, through the desert, lots of records that almost hit and then went away. And then finally I started having success. So if I didn't have that theme in my heart about what going the distance is, I would have given up, but giving up was not an option. And I didn't have a plan B. And I'm glad I didn't have a plan B. So are we. Uh, and I swear we're going to get to other things other than Hercules. But so last, last Hercules okay. question. Do you still sing Go the Distance today? So I still do today. <laughs> and it's still a requested song. And we still get fan mail about it. And I work with a company in Asia where we have um, a vocal competition a show with some of the greatest singers throughout Asia. Mm. And one of my friends at Subaru over there plays the song when he has important meetings and he's trying to get his team focused. I love that. Oh. And which is amazing. I mean, he's the CEO of the company. <laughs> so it's all that much more enjoyable when there's this other life of its own going on with music or with writing or creating something. Mm. And that's something you forget as, a, as an artist who's spent 50 years trying to sing, record, and tour the world. The, the letters you get are not just about, I love the third song on this album, or this one really is my favorite song. It's, it's like, I went through the hardest time in my life last year. And the thing that got me through it was this song, Go the Distance. Mm -hmm. And your attention changes. You take the letter you're reading or text you know, or email, whatever, however they get in touch. You look at it differently. You take what you do differently. And I don't mean that in, in any 
heroic way. I mean, I'm just doing what I love to do, but there's another dimension that comes to with this healing aspect of music that gets people through the toughest times. That's the good thing about continuing to learn, you know, that life is this constant new lesson and new form of a lesson. But yeah, I perform it and I perform it knowing it could mean something different to every single person in the building, but it's still gonna mean the same thing to me. And that's like, just to really dig in and sing from your heart. I love that. Well, switching gears from music yeah. to TV and flash forwarding to today, you're co-hosting mm -hmm. Celebrity Dating Game on ABC. Oh, so there's that. There's that <laughs> how did that yes. come about? And how's co-hosting? going so co-hosting well okay let's let's back up a little bit celebrity dating game this was before your time but i was watching the dating game in the 60s and early 70s then it came back eventually into syndication again i think through part of the 90s um so i watched the show and i enjoyed it when i got this invitation to be a part of the new reboot the celebrity dating game. Uh, I just had a few questions to ask. And then they brought up the fact that I'm gonna be singing all these songs to give the clues to the contestants about who they're basically trying to win a date with because they don't, they don't know and they can't see each other. So, which is also interesting because they have to be attracted to the, who the person is on the other side of the wall. I knew the show was gonna be fun. I knew it was also gonna be probably a little bit racier than the version in the 60s. But that version was fun as well because you just don't know what the contestants are gonna say. And at any time it's it's either like, I I would like to unhear that please. <laughs> or, and you can't unhear it. Or it's like something that just, if you had food in your mouth, it would be out in the third row somewhere. So it's entertaining in itself just because people reveal themselves and funny things about themselves while trying to get a date. And for me, this other dimension is I get to do a, a different song for different episodes. And I love the song as I'm singing. I just have one challenge. And that is while I'm in the middle of singing this beautiful melody, all of a sudden the lyric change that is the clue for the contestants shows up and I got to un- memorize the song I've been singing like for all my life. So it was a, it was a fun, challenging and very rewarding process, especially at the end of it, after all the hours of listening to all the different mixes and different versions and going through all the, the footage of hours and hours and hours of filming. That's something I'm used to because I produce my records as well. Hmm. So I'm used to doing all the work and then saying, okay, now the tedious, but important work of fine tuning comes in and looking at every frame. Okay, maybe not every frame, but looking at every 20 seconds or so and making sure you're okay with it. And I got into that as well. So executive producing is something that's attractive to me. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Many ads. You mentioned the songs that you are singing the modified versions of. And uh, because, of course, we're Disney, we pay attention to these things. And for Nicole Byer, you sang uh, a version of Wind Beneath My Wings, which is technically a Disney song. 
mm-hmm. from Beaches. And you also belted out, I don't want to miss a thing from Armageddon. Any other Disney songs we may be hearing? I don't know. I have to go through the list because I don't always know. <laughs> the, I usually know the music, but I don't know the chain of songwriting, publishing, licensing, all the stuff that happens behind the scenes to make sure you can get the music. I probably could have done a little bit more homework before coming on with you about other songs, but it looked like you're well aware of. Oh, I mean, you're a little busy. Like you've got too many hats on to to really worry (laughs) about that. I was, you know, we're, I think we're secretly all hoping that there's going to be a modified go the distance coming up. I mean, to be honest. Well, you put it out there. So now let's see what happens. See if it can manifest itself. Yeah. Really, really is a unique way of approaching music um, that I hadn't thought of, but something really interesting happened, which is when we got to the parts about the different celebrity guests, some of them got really emotional because the lyrics were turned into parodies, which was now touching upon how far these people had come with their careers and their lives. Their fame often comes from their passion and commitment to 20 or 30 years of working on their career. And I'm seeing this parody, which is funny, and I'm seeing them getting like teary-eyed. And that wound up to be an extra valuable experience and and attractive experience for me to be involved with. Hmm. Um, And some of these are pretty hardcore business people and actors and comedians. And just to know that musical element, the human element is in the center of it all makes it even more appealing to me. Hmm. And I think to the fans as well who are watching. That makes sense. And you humans. I... <laughs> All right, Zoe Deschanel, those beautiful eyes. We feel like she's essentially a Disney princess. She what is, is it like? <laughs> What's it she's like essentially working? a princess, <laughs> for sure. Good. Zoe is a walking pleasure. She's just so much fun on the set and such a pro at the same time. I think, and she says that, like people refer to her as the, oh, the cute, the cute one. But when she's on the set, she is so on top of what her gig is and making people feel comfortable or revealing how uncomfortable they are at the time. <laughs> um, and so we get to laugh behind the scenes and it's just a pleasure because the way this show is set up to, to begin and build that she comes out at the beginning of, of the episode and she's going to doing this little dance and I'm, I'm like clapping with the audience. And it is just so much fun. Mm. It really is so much fun. And Zoe's just a pleasure. Do you have a favorite celebrity who was on the show? <sighs> That's not fair. <laughs> wow. I don't think I have one favorite. There were a few people that I hadn't met yet. And it's, it's always nice when you meet people whose work you admire and you like them as a person. Because there's so much time as you probably have experienced in our business where we, we meet people whose work we love until we meet them. <laughs> and then suddenly you're like not a fan and you don't want to enjoy their work so much. I've been very fortunate to work with some very difficult, extremely successful people who could be, from stories I had heard, who could be either unbearable or I would just say, oh, excuse me for a minute and not come back. (laughs) 
but I have, I have not, I've, for the most part, even with really tough people. And a, a lot of perfectionists can be tough to work with, but I have so much respect for going for a perfection. Okay, Tay Diggs was one of my favorites. Super talented guy, so good. TV, film, Broadway, and one of the smartest, funniest characters I had met. He had me laughing. There were a couple of people, Carson Kressley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Carson. Hilarious. Like he could have taken over basically just by just continuing <laughs> on with his comments. And he was one of the ones who got emotional while we were singing about his success, his climb uh, to great heights in his career. And I realized, oh, we're talking about human beings here, not just comics and witty characters, but like people who really had their journeys and had to overcome a lot to get to where they are. Who else? Let's see. Um, Margaret Cho. Uh, I love Margaret. I love Margaret. Too. We all love <laughs> oh, Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> she is so irreverent and is wicked funny. I'm not going to give it away, but make sure you watch the Margaret Cho episode. Done and then that. let me know Ooh. if anybody needed to unhear it after they heard it. <laughs> that is a tease, everybody. That is good. There's a lot of funny, just very natural moments from the stories of the, the contestants and the stories that really, they really let you know how hard people work to get to where they are. And they will say, you know, adults will see the darndest things. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just so glad that it turned out to be much more than I expected. And what I expected was going to be fun anyway. There's a a vast amount of, of wealth of human beings and stories within the celebrity dating game. Who'd have thunk? I love that. Who'd have thunk? Indeed. Another quick flashback. You performed in the Walt Disney World Christmas Day Parade yes. back in 2006. How do you remember that moment performing? Fun. And uh, I got to do Joy to the World, which uh, has tempo and energy and excitement. I think that when you have a certain level of success and it's, dare I say, mainstream, I mean, for me, I have no problem saying mainstream, but all doors open when you have success and you're a household name and everybody knows what you do. You get to be around royalty in a sense, people in music and film and sports and, you know, like pretty much everything you love. Some of the greatest people in those fields are around you or doing the same shows. I confuse every once in a while, I confuse the Christmas extravaganzas with one of my favorite experiences that I did with Disney, which was not about the mouse. I got to perform with an orchestra, a dream is a wish your heart makes. Uh. And this is quite a few years ago. And I was listening to it just a matter of months ago. And I thought, this was one of my favorite musical moments. I have to figure out how to put together a compilation of my favorite moments. Not about the mouse. That's right. Yeah. Pretty sure that's it. Well, I mean, we, we end every interview, although I think you may have just answered the question. We do end every interview asking what your favorite Disney memory is. And I don't know if it was <laughs> making that single or if there's a, another Disney memory that comes to mind. It's going to be tough to outdo the experience of Go the Distance in the Hercules film. 
because it was such a big event and different parts of the song are embedded in my heart and in my mind and my memory. Tough to compete with that. Hopefully my favorite one is the next one. I love that. I didn't make that up. No, I, that was good. I like this. I like this line. I want to use that going forward. Hopefully my favorite memory is going to be my next one. Something to look forward Have fun to. with it. Make Thank sure you. the royalties go through Disney first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on it. I mean, congratulations on Celebrity Dating Game. It's so much thank fun you. and you are just a joy to watch on that show. So oh, thank you so much. Congratulations. And thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it very, very much. Appreciate all your time. See you out there at the next big experience. Look forward there to it. There you go. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. All right. I'll just say it. That interview really took it to the distance for me. Oh, we did go the distance. Well, well, well said, Tony. Well said. Would love a part two as well, for yeah. the record, to reiterate. Yeah. Totally. Well, thank you for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, we'll just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. And we'll be back next week with more Disney news, a fantastic guest, and hopefully Sherry back from her fabulous honeymoon on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.